0: The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the host. Individual research and verification is strongly encouraged. And now, Bill Monty's Guide to Getting Older. Here's your host, Bill Monty. Oh, he's adorable. Hello, love. Thank you, lovey, for that wonderful introduction. I am Bill Monty. Hello, welcome, howdy. We're so happy, we're so delighted that you've joined us for our premier episode of Bill Monty's Guide to Getting Older. This week we're looking at Social Security, Howard Beale and me. The me part of that is an introduction as to why me and why this podcast. And there are a zillion podcasts you could be listening to out there about getting older, about aging and they're they're wonderful. I'm not here to bash anyone else. So I'm here to tell you why you should be listening to this podcast. And I'm not a doctor. I'm not a lawyer. I'm just an old guy. Hey, I've gotten to my 60s here. My experience is life experience. It's life on the streets. And I I know certain things about getting older. And my daily job brings me into contact with a lot of seniors who I thankfully am able to help and able to provide information and resources to. But in speaking to them and in speaking to friends, I've come to realize that there's a real problem in America, and it's the forgotten seniors. I know there's a lot of focus right now on, on different cultural groups and, and, and the women's movements, and all of that is absolutely where it should be. We need to be focusing on that. There's a lot of work to be done, folks. We're starting to take steps backwards in the way that we, we help each other and treat each other. We're just not doing that anymore. It's time to remember that we're all put on this planet to help each other out, and I feel like that's slipping away from us. And you know, generations before us fought very hard to make sure that we all had certain inalienable rights, and and we don't have those right now. But in the midst of all that, is the voice of the senior, the person who fought the wars, who did the service, who did everything they could to make sure that they had a great life when they got older, and uh, these people are in trouble. Okay, and 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 they're you in the future or they're you right now or they are your parent or they are a relative. And and we need to speak up for them. So that's why this podcast right now. Uh, And I I hope you'll join me. We're going to drop episodes every two weeks and we're going to be looking at a lot of different subjects uh, in the future. We've got an episode planned on on Medicare explaining to you what Medicare is all about, how to be Medicareful when you're making your choices. We're going to be looking at Medicare versus Medicaid. We're, we're going to be looking at financial situations, how to plan if you're heading towards your golden years, and if you're already there and you're kind of in trouble, what you can do to maybe help help yourself out. We're going to be looking at long-term care. What are the alternatives? When, when your parent or you or your spouse needs help, where do you turn to? Where do you go to get that help? You can Google all day on the computer, and you're never going to get a really straight answer. We're going to give you that information. So that's what we're here all about. And and it, it's not all, hey, it's not all bad news, too. We're going to be talking about technology that can help uh, lonely seniors. Uh, we're going to be talking about how you cut the cord. For those of you who are having trouble paying your bills, well, you know, uh, You can actually still enjoy the shows that you have on cable for a lot less money. But I know so many people, it's either, well, I don't know how to do it, I'm afraid to do it, or uh, I just can't live without my cable. You can. I've done it. So I speak from experience. You're going to be all right, and you're going to save a ton of money. So that's some of the things we'll be looking at down the road, all right? But today we're going to be looking at Social Security because there's so much you should know. So... Grab a pen, grab a paper, get a little drink there. We're going to take a real fast break. And when we come back, what do you know about Social Security? So the golden years, Well, one of the first things let's talk about is... uh, as I just kind of laid out, let's kind of dispel that notion. The golden years for some people are a little tarnished, not for everyone. And, and not to say that everything is bad, you know, Hey, listen, getting used to, you know, waking up with the aches and pains every morning, that age brings with it. Uh, <laughs> you know, you do get used to it eventually, but man, I got to tell you, these new aches and everything is like, uh, what did I read the other day online? It was, uh, when something happens now, I don't know if I'm injured or if it's just the way I am. And that, that question crosses my mind a lot. You know, another one was, uh, I fell down the stairs the other day. I was upset until I realized it's the fastest I've moved in years. Yeah, it's been, <laughs> been a long time since I've moved fast, I can tell you that. And I kind of miss it. You know, but you learn to to you, know, you have to take things kind of slow and kind of careful these days. You know, who who ever thought you had to worry about stepping off a curb? Trust me, you do, especially if you walk with a cane. Yeah, the things that you have to now become so aware of in your life are are just amazing. So yeah, the golden age is uh, uh, it can be eye opening. Uh, getting old is not for the faint of heart, shall we say. But if someone wants said, it beats the alternative. So you get to uh, your sixties, and you made plans based on what you uh, believed would happen. So you made you got your vacation plans, but it doesn't work out that way. So what do you do then? Do you, a lot of people like to blame someone. You know, either you blame the current president or a past president or or a Congress. And look, there's a lot of blame to be laid around our government and how they, they work with uh, older people. And, and this is never gonna get to be a partisan politics. I, I, there's enough blame to be laid at the feet of Democrats and Republicans for the way things are in this country and the state that we are in uh, with a lot of things that, that could be helping seniors in this country. So you're not ever gonna hear me bashing one party over the other. I think there's enough blame for everyone. But if uh, if I or you or anyone believed what the government or the media, whoever, whoever, whomever, whomever, whatever. If we believed that without verifying it for ourselves, that's no one else's fault. You know, I'm really tired of this victim mentality that we have in this country. It didn't used to be that way. that's, That's an old person thing. I'm telling you back in the day, it didn't used to be that way. But back in the day, it didn't used to be that way. Not to the extent that it is now. It's like nothing is anyone's fault anymore. Well, if you if, if you didn't plan accordingly, you didn't think about it at all, it might be your fault. So everyone, you know, life happens, folks. It doesn't mean you're a victim. Move on. But a lot of people, you know, they, they, they're just surprised. One of the things I hear most when I'm talking to a senior is... Uh, I, I I don't understand. You know, I, I I'm I'm 68 years old. I've worked all my life. How can this be? You know, why can't I get any help? I can't believe I'm about to lose my house. I can't believe I don't eat three meals a day because I can't afford to. And they're they're shocked. You know why? Because probably like you, they played by the rules like they were supposed to. They did work their whole lives. Probably started when they were in their mid-teenage years, you know, 15 or 16. They paid their taxes. They paid them on time. They bought a house. They raised kids, a cat, and a dog. They lived the life they saw on American TV and in the movies, the life that their parents spoke about and that schools taught about. And yet here we are. And again, I know what some of you are thinking, what, what are you talking about, Bill Monty? I'm doing fine. No surprises for me. And to this, I say, bravo. Bravo. Good for you. Glad to hear it. But there are a lot of people out there that cannot say the same thing. And it is of them I speak about. It is them that I speak to. And it is them that I speak for with this podcast, because that's what this is all going to be about. Those golden surprises. So let's get specific, shall we? We could talk about Medicare, for example, but that's for a, a future show, that that's that's going to be a good one. Got a, a lot of great information for you beyond those annoying and frankly misleading commercials you see on television these days. No disrespect to Joe Namath and JJ Walker, but well, let's talk about Social Security today, okay? And this is important because what do you really know about Social Security? Like, where did it come from? Okay, the idea for Social Security, even when it was brought up over 90 years ago, was actually not a new idea. It's been around since the early 1900s. There were different forms of it. You know, it was a little more localized, be it city, be it state, be it businesses. But for reasons that you can imagine, it just never worked. You know, it was hard to keep it going because it wasn't everyone in at the same time. But uh, there, were, there were lots of different versions of Social Security that happened. But if we go back to 1934, June 8, 1934, good old FDR, President Franklin D Roosevelt, in a message to Congress announced his intention to to provide a program of social insurance or social security. Skip ahead about 14 months, the Social Security Act was signed into law by FDR on August 14, 1935. And in addition, Uh, to several provisions for general welfare, the new act created a social insurance program designed to pay retired workers age 65 or older a continuing income after retirement. Remember that age, okay? Age 65 or older. Upon signing the Social Security Act, FDR said, and I quote, we can never insure 100% of the population against 100% of the hazards of life but we have tried to frame a law, which will give some measure of protection to the average citizen and to his family against the loss of a job and against poverty-ridden old age. Aha, against poverty-ridden old age. Sounds like a plan, right? Not so fast, Junior. So let's say you've hit 62, or you're soon going to hit 62. Here's quiz time for you. Can you start taking Social Security benefits? Yes or no? Well, the answer is technically yes, you can. However, your benefits will be greatly reduced by like half. And if you still plan on working, well, you're going to be restricted on how much you can make. So let's say your benefits when you reach full retirement age are going to be uh, $1,500 a month. Let's just use that random number. If you take it at sixty-two it's going to be about $750 a month. And you're locked into that 750 for life now. It doesn't increase, you know, and when you get to your full retirement age, you're up to that 1500. The only way it increases is if Congress passes a cost of living increase, which they have done. The last couple of years have been the most significant increases in recent history. That was because of the pandemic and because of inflation. But for the most part, those increases are only 1% or 2%. Not really a huge help. You know, if you're making 750 a month, you get a 1% increase. <laughs> Great. What's that going to do? And the other thing is that unless you're planning to retire completely, y- you can't make over $21,240. In 2023, you cannot make 21, 000, over $21,240 working or you will get penalized $1 for every $2 that you make over that amount. Let me say that again. If you're 62 or any age below your full retirement age, which, by the way, is not 65. Remember, I told you to remember that number. You will be penalized $1 for every $2 you make over $21,240. So let's say you make, I don't know, $45,000 a year. That's not bad, right? But after taxes, et cetera, you are not living like a king in this country. And with food and gas prices and inflation these days, you are probably struggling to meet your bills. But let's say you're 65. And hey, if you take your Social Security, it will certainly help you out. Except you can't make more than that $21,240. And if you do, you're going to be penalized. So if you were going to get, let's say, $15,000, $16,000 Social Security, where you're going to be penalized $1 for every $2, so 8, 000, a little bit over $8,000 is going to come out. So you're not going to be making as much as you thought you were going to be. And if you make something like fifty-two dollars or $60,000 a year, there's no point in even applying for it. You're not going to see a dollar of that. Now, I don't know about you, but that's not how any of this was explained to me years ago. I was told, and again, I could have checked this out for myself, yes, that comes 62 or at least 65, I could start reaping the benefits of my retirement money. But for me, my full retirement age is not 65. It's actually 66 and six months. Oh, great, three sixes. We all know what that means. Saw the omen. And if you were born later than I was, let's say you were born in 1960, your full retirement age is 67 because the rules keep changing. And to top all that off, we're told to come 2033 or 2034, there won't be enough money in Social Security to keep it solvent. Excuse me? What? But that's my money. That's your money. Well, guess what, Skizix? It hasn't been managed very well. And what happens if you die before you start collecting Social Security or after you collect Social Security? Well, your spouse, it has to be your legal spouse, gets about 42% of what you would have received. And your child, about the same. But if you and your spouse pass away, shuffle off this mortal coil, join the choir invisible, if you are no more, and your child is not under 18, so they're 18 or older, they get bupkis. Nada. Zero point zero. And I don't know a lot of 65-year-olds who have kids under 18 to get their Social Security benefits. So all the money that you put into the system, guess what? It stays there. It reminds me of that guy Howard Beale from the movie Network who got everyone to sit out their window and, and scream, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Except we have to. Because the people who can change it, the people in government, they don't care they're not going to do anything to change it. All right. So that's my rant for this week. Uh so be prepared. I encourage you to go to ssa.gov and check all this out for yourself. I'm not an expert on this stuff, okay? So a disclaimer here, you know, do your own research. But I can tell you that from my research and my interpretation of it, this is exactly what happens. And it's exactly exactly right. Your particular situation might be different. So you should check it out yourself, okay? All right. So I said we're going to talk about some some, uh, lighter subjects, okay? And I want to talk a little bit about some music that I've been listening to. This is not new music, by the way but if you haven't listened to it, I think you'll get a kick out of it and it helps if you're older. Cause again, it kind of, it, it kind of talks to being older. Uh, one is uh, uh, there's a wonderful singer songwriter that you might know, but you might not know he's a singer songwriter. His name is Jeff Daniels, the actor, Jeff Daniels. Uh, you might know him for all the movies he's done. Dumb and Dumber. Not a favorite of mine. He was recently on Broadway and uh, to kill a mockingbird. Uh, a lot of different films, an HBO series that was fantastic. Uh, but he's a singer-songwriter, and he's really good. So I steer you towards an album called Grandfather's Hat by Jeff Daniels. And I'm going to put a link to one of his songs. That uh, There's three songs I'm going to recommend that you listen to. The whole album is great, so you, you can't go wrong listening to it. Uh, the first is the song Grandfather's Hat, which the album is named after. And uh, it's really a touching tribute to his grandfather and and just talks about that connection from one generation to another. The second is called uh, Have a Good Life and Die. And it's just a funny song about road rage. Uh, But you'll get a chuckle out of it. And the third one that I want to recommend is called Across the Way, which is kind of a bittersweet, touching song about a man whose wife has passed away. And how he gets through the difficult nights and the long days with the help from uh, a young woman who lives across the way. Uh, I'm not sure it's even politically correct these days what goes on in the song. But you will smile and you might even shed a tear. Uh, But it's a great album. So, And again, I'll put a link to uh, one of the songs anyway up on the Facebook page. So be sure to write me, Bill Monty's Guide to Getting Older, uh, to uh, get invited to be a part of the page. You can send an email to me at Monty, uh, BillMonte04 at gmail.com. And I will write back to you. And if you liked the episode, let me know. If you didn't like the episode, let me know. Uh, and if you have suggestions or questions for future episodes, we'll certainly try to incorporate them as much as we can. Hey, one of my promises here was this was not going to be a podcast that was going to go on forever. And I see right now we're at the 22-minute mark which seems just about long enough to me. So we'll forego some of the other stuff we were going to talk about. I got a lot of long-winded today, but please join me. We drop every two weeks with new episodes. Bill Monty's Guide to Getting Older. I thank you so much for listening. And uh, I just want to leave you with this thought. In a world where you can be anything, be kind. In a world where you can make anything, make a difference. Thank you very much, everyone. Be safe. Peace.